Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. Okay, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating because we deserve it. Yes. That's right. Uh, also, stream us on Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and watch us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Feels so good to be back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Is that what white people say when they're running from coronavirus? <laughs> in the saddle. This coronavirus has me terrified out here. Yeah. Listen, don't go buy a mask. Wait. Don't buy I, into I the know, bullshit. I know who created it. You created the what? The mask? Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you why. No, no, coronavirus. The whole hy- hysteria around it. Because yeah. it's on the back of Lysol cans. It's always been here. Mm. Coronavirus has always been here. Yeah. But it's an election time. Mm-hmm. There's only one person that can get us through coronavirus. Yeah. Nigga, who seems drunk all the time? <laughs> Yo. Trump. Well, actually, he assigned the responsibility to Mike Pence. And I'm sorry. I don't have full faith in him to help us out through Pence. this. You know, this this scare. Well, Trump said he's given up his whole salary to fight it. So whatever his whole that is. Salary. His whole salary. I think it's like five hundred thousand a year. Yeah, that'll wow. that'll stop it. Speaking of that, <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at uh, Bloomberg who's dropped out of the race now over seven hundred and sixty million dollars just down the drain. I can't believe Like it was nothing though. He just threw it like it was like he was at a strip club. Dude, M- Mikey. You could have sent like a million over here and I would have talked about you every day. Problematic, <laughs> six degrees of sexpiration, the show, like, mm-hmm. what, 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 what? I can't even imagine what it feels like to be able to flush almost $800 million down the drain. Did you see some of his ads? They were like, they were good. So- no, no, they were good. <laughs> they were amazing. No, his ads were awful. No, his ads were great. They were so fucking transparent. Uh, okay. I wanted to throw up. Okay, hold on. You said they were great. I think they were great. You said they were awful. What did you like about that? I ads? liked how timely they were. It could be like a basketball game. It's like, I know this team just won, but my, it was like, it was so, fr- you could tell where all the money went to. They, said- like they cut 50 different versions of everything. And, and speaking timely, they would say, oh, he hates women. The next day, it'd be five of the top brass women in <laughs> yeah. some county talking about how great he was. Mm-hmm. He was he did a great job right with away. the videos. Yeah, that was that was my problem. And with you didn't it. like, OK, that was exactly my problem. I don't I don't I don't like being manipulated. I don't like it. And it was clear manipulation. It's politics. I, no, I get it. I get it. But it's just like I it just bothers me. You know, if Bloomberg would have made it through, I would have voted for him. I don't think that I that... I think so. He, I would have voted for him because for I thought he was the only one who can outspend Trump. Billionaire to billionaire. I really feel like right now Biden is not a great... Uh, he's not a great debater. And Bernie is too fucking old. Bernie's not going to make it Bernie. through his first term if he was to become president. <gasps> Mark my word. It's over for that. He'd be walking to the helicopter and plume right there in the garden. And then, now we have... A dead president on CNN that we have to deal with. I think Bernie will be okay. Bernie's got a lot of chutzpah. Barney, Bar- Barney, <laughs> Barney, but it's Biden. It's Biden, right? Yeah. It's Biden. Um, but what's his you name? Know? Bloomberg has thrown all his weight behind Biden. He's endorsed him. Bloomberg, Bloomberg, Biden, Bernie, mm-hmm. all bees. Mm-hmm. Where's Triple Beyonce? B. I don't know, but Somewhere she could probably chilling. win this faster than any of them motherfuckers. Yacht lifestyle. <laughs> so I wanted to get here this week to talk about this documentary that I've watched. That now you have watched and you watched before I did mm-hmm. the Gabriel Fernandez documentary. I uh, always wonder in my day-to-day life if my tear ducts have dried up because I'm not as sensitive to mm-hmm. everything as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you that I have never cried in one sitting for anything ever like this, I literally sat in my living room and cried the entire documentary. Yeah. Had to, uh, what was your reactions? I'm starting with you. It was, it, first of all, it was really, really graphic. So if you're going to watch it and you have a hard time seeing children harmed, um, then prepare yourself for that. Um, but it was, 
It, first of all, it was really well done. Um, very informative. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, because I remember I remember hearing about the case, seeing the case, but not really having all the details. So they put all they put it all together, chronological order. It makes you hate his fucking mother, mm-hmm. and I and it makes you think about the justice system, how her lawyers attempted to use. Um, uh, intellectual disability as a part of her defense that she, you know, had a low IQ or whatever the case was. No, that's not the truth because she's in jail talking about fuck you, fuck. She's just, she's just garish and disgusting. And what really bothered me is that he was with two people that loved him, mm-hmm. his great uncle and his, um, and his boyfriend. And then his grandparents decided that they didn't think that a little boy should be raised by a gay couple. And they took him away from him and look from them and look what happens. What did you think? Jason, I t- 15 minutes in, I texted you and I was just like, I can't watch this. Gabriel's the same age as my son. Mm-hmm. And what stood out to me, man, like seeing those pictures of his face, like when I wake up and get my son ready for school, he brushes his teeth, I clean his face. You mm-hmm. know, I get the coal out of his eye, wipe his mouth. And to see a little kid to have cigarette burns on his face, there's skin missing right here. You know, he got shot in the face with a BB gun. They have, they found two BB but gun bullets inside of him. To just see his face and see him go to school and no one... Like, how can you see a little kid's face look like that and you just take an excuse of, oh, he fell off a dirt bike? And mm-hmm. Why would a seven-year-old be on a dirt bike? Like, but, it doesn't even fucking but, make but sense. But the injuries didn't even line up with falling off but a dirt he, bike either. And then another part that really touched me, y'all, was like, they showed the pictures of him still celebrating his mom. Yeah. Like... And that's why the teacher was so confused. It's like, well, I don't know if it is abuse because he had so much love for his mom. The letters he wrote to his mom, it's just, the shit was just sad, man. Like he still, no matter what she did to him, she had so much, he had so much unconditional love for his mom. Yeah. And then hearing the mom story, it's so much to really talk about, Jason. I don't even know where to start, And the brother and sister. The the brother and sister part really did it for me because you could tell they really loved him. I mean, the fact that uh, he had to be, they, they stored him in a cabinet and mm-hmm. they made him eat kitty litter. That and, shit was and, awful. And, and I almost say, like, I was trying to explain to people via text, this kid was literally invisible. Like, nobody saw him. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that bothered me the most is I've been talking a lot about, like, choosing my platform and what I want to deal with and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I said, not that, not even flippantly, it was really planned out. Like, the thing I want to do, do with for LGBT kids is kids who are bullied for being gay. Because I was never bullied for being gay. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that trauma felt like until I met those two kids. But the fact that they, uh, the mother's boyfriend, that was another thing that really bothered me. It wasn't even the fact that it was his father. Mm -hmm. The mother's boyfriend who beat him to death uh, and and beat him, and while he was beating him, was telling him that he was gay. And then the other thing I I took away from that, and I'll go back to the the brother and sister, but then like the amount of compassion he still had for them, Mm -hmm. for the mother where he was, like, all of this started around him saying, why do you let him treat you like this? Yeah. Him wanting to care for his mom. That's what I loved about him. And it was just like this little kid always kept the compassion. And what really bothered me was the idea that I wanted to do a video that night. I couldn't even do a video because I couldn't even, my face was too swollen. There were so many, like you say, things to talk about. so much. When the sister said, I wish I would have played with him, Mm -hmm. took me out. Yeah. Couldn't even imagine the amount of guilt that now that they have they're because chi- they mean, couldn't protect children. them. Exactly, yeah. they're children, you know, and they were they were put in such a stressful situation where they didn't want harm to come to, you know, to them. 
Um, so they just did what they were told, which was to ostracize him by the mother. And l listen, here's the thing is m the mother was a black widow. She orchestrated all of this. And that's why the IQ thing really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, because, I, not, because I, it was so a lie. I think that that was a tactic to separate their cases. Cause she wanted to get less time and she ended up getting life and he got dead. But yeah. the, you can see the manipulation on all levels to her talking to the social workers, the teacher, the boyfriend, the even boyfriend, the phone yeah. calls and texts they had through the boyfriend. It's like, like, her IQ is way higher than y'all think. And there was a scene in which she comes into the courtroom and he's in there and they're both got their orange jumpers and she immediately just goes in on the boyfriend. Like, what have you been saying? What yeah. You know, she's trying to manipulate the situation from ev at every chance that she can. And so she's the one that should have gotten death I don't as far think, as I'm concerned. I don't think I've, there's ever been a documentary that has <clears throat> personally moved me the way that this one did. Um, in particular... Um, I was mad at the teacher. Yeah. I'm like, how did you even let him leave your class? Yeah. I would have locked the door and said, sit your ass down. We're calling some people. I'm going to your house to mm -hmm. ask questions. Like, I don't know. It just, I just don't it, understand how I got that far. I don't understand either still. Like, when I seen the pictures, it's no way. But I feel like Gabriel's spirit, even though he wasn't here and I couldn't see it myself, the stories I heard of his energy and him fighting back, he, even for him to say that to his mom after eight months of them abusing him, like, you need to get away from this dude. He stood up for himself time and time again as a seven-year-old. That little kid was strong, but man. But here's the thing. I don't think he said that to her because that's what she she told the boyfriend that that was what he said to her. And he says, no, I didn't say that. Say so what part? So she told the boyfriend, which instigated the attack on him, um, that he was like, I don't know why you stay with him, alluding to the fact that the boyfriend was... Telling, was the, the son was telling her to leave him. Yeah, the son was telling her to leave him because mm -hmm. of the way he treats her. But looking at how she handles everybody mm -hmm. that comes into her... You, you know, think she manipulated the situation? A thousand percent. Total 100% demonic black widow. She manipulated the boyfriend. She manipulated the kids. She manipulated the system. And Gabriel in was... In the suicide note. In the I suicide, think that was a piece of the puzzle, too. She was... And, and Gabriel was what they call... Like, there's always... There's this uh, phenomenon called the scapegoat syndrome inside of families. And he just was... The scapegoat. He he just received all of her angst, her ire, projected m misery. But you, but you know why, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you have a child, like I said, I look at my son in the morning. That's you. Mm -hmm. And if you have a lot of self hate and you've been through a lot in your life, like if you hear her story, gang rape, mm -hmm. and she probably wasn't loved by her parents, she was in foster care. You're really attacking yourself. So when I look at her attacking Gabriel, I look at how she thinks about herself. Mm -hmm. Like after hearing her story and what she's been through, I'm like. That's why she's treating him so much like shit, because she she feels like she's not shit. She might have also been really resentful of the father of her kids, because the, the mm. father of her children was the, the same father of all three the kids. Then the father was in jail, yeah, when got he died. out, and had to testify. And that was, I mean, I will tell you this, devastating is not even the word to yeah. describe this documentary. It's compelling. I, what I People keep saying, I'm not going to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. Here's why I say everybody should watch this. And we're not getting paid to tell you this. This is literally just from the heart. He, nobody ever saw him. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just feel like it's just one of those things now where, where to watch the documentary in some weird way honors him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it just makes you, I think, a little bit more compassionate. Mm -hmm. It makes you like, because you see kids. I would see kids in my neighborhood, like when I was growing up, dirt, dirty kids, mm -hmm. you know, faces dirty or, you know, they, 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 mom, they, their family doesn't really have any money. Because when you live in a small community like where I grew up, yeah. and, you know, everybody knows everybody. You mm -hmm. know, your dad just got laid off. Your mom ain't doing, your mom's on drugs. And I just kind of feel like 
even with myself, I've never taken the time to like look at a kid in the neighborhood and care. Mm-hmm. That kid just he just makes you want to like care. I ain't gonna lie, like somehow I still haven't even fully processed. You know it. You know Sky Sky from Black Ink was getting attacked online for a scene she has on her show where she got into it with her son. And oh stuff, my god! You know, said said the things to him about like. I should have swallowed you or you should be dead or whatever. My mother said the same thing. Again, that trauma that comes from your own childhood. Mm-hmm. And people were attacking Sky, and I did this video on Instagram where I said, hey, let's have compassion for both parties because mm-hmm. we don't know what they're going through. And it just goes back to, like, when you look at a Gabriel Fernandez, at least Sky gave her kids up. This woman didn't give her kid up. This kid, if he she would have gave her kid away. No, she did. So here's the thing. She did give the kid away to her. No, but I mean, like. Yeah. You know why she you, took you, him you, back. You give your, well, but you give your kid away mm-hmm. because you know you either don't want it or can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You don't bring him back until you want him or can't handle it. They brought him back because he was with the gay couple. No. No. They why? brought him it. back because they wanted the welfare check mm-hmm. oh, yeah, of having that, another yeah. dependent. That was it. Inside of eight months is when all of the injuries were sustained. Before that, living with the, with the with the gay couple, the gay uncle and his, and and his partner and the grandparents, yeah, he, was good. he was a happy, healthy child. Mm. But inside of eight months of coming to live with his mother and her boyfriend, he was dead. Mm. Did Brutalized. You s- did you see the part where three days into him being born, he calls up? She she calls up the gay uncle and was just like, "Come get him. He's no, already no, annoying no, no, no. me." The part that killed me was she left him at the hospital. Yeah, I'm like, she I don't never know. wanted him. First of all, I've, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was getting an IV, mm-hmm. and the woman giving me my IV. She works. Her sister. She we were talking. About, I said, "Have you watched this documentary?" She said, "My sisters watched it." Um, and I watched it. She goes, "But I didn't cry at all." I go, "You didn't cry." She goes, "I was sad for him, but I didn't cry." Because my sister was watching with her, and she works for this county's DFS, mm-hmm. DC, mm-hmm. DCFS. DCFS. Mm-hmm. And so she was looking at it from the lenses of knowing the internal stuff. And she did say lots of changes have happened in this county as a result of this one kid. That's good. So I really feel like his life had meaning and had purpose. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I know people are, are painting murals and stuff. And, and I'm still trying to grasp my mind around how to fully describe the experience. But, like, I've never... I've never been affected like that. I, I, well, I was affected to a certain degree when I saw Junior get killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was... That was terrible. That was terrible. But this one, maybe because I kind of relate, you know, you foster care, me foster care, and, you know, wanting your mom to love you. I remember mm-hmm. years wanting my mom to love me, you know, or whatever, when she was going through her addiction. But the abuse never got that big, to the point where they're putting out cigarettes on, on him. And- they're making him eat cat shit and cat litter. I mean, cat... First of all, let's talk about cat litter. So harsh. Is, no, it's used to make bombs, okay? Like, you could literally go on lo- online, DIY bomb making with cat litter because it's got ammonia in it. And that's what they found, the last things that they found in this child's stomach. Like, I was... I was mortified watching this thing. Um, I just don't know how he walks into that school and no one does anything but it looking just like that. It wasn't just them. I mean, it, it, I call him the invisible kid because I just feel like nobody saw anything. Like, wh- when his, what his body looked like when the autopsy photos were mm-hmm. shown. That boy was covered in from head to tail, head to toe in bruises. And this is after Burns. they washed him. He still looked like that. Yeah, that 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 that's Come the on, firefighters man. describing the scene. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing was sad. Um, I definitely recommend people watching it. You you cannot have anything to do after you watch this. You no. cannot plan to go on a dinner date or yeah, hang out happening. at the park or eat, eat nothing. People are watching online. I post online. People are saying like they're watching it, holding their kids. Like I don't know if kids should watch this. Though. What? 
Do you think? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think kids should watch Especially it. Especially if a kid is living in a, in a healthy environment, they don't. There's no lesson here for well, them. Well, well, other than a, like, no, there's a big you, lesson. You got it good. No, there's a lesson. No, there's for a them, big lesson. Yeah, you know. Or maybe you know what? Maybe the lesson might be detecting that yes. in their classrooms. Yes. yes. That might be no, the lesson. And, and, and telling. Yeah. yeah, and telling. Telling. Yeah. You know, this kid protected his mom. Yeah. When he, he when, when he did it's that so when he did that Mother's Day thing. So sad. That Mother's when he Day took card. the picture M O M. Um there's one thing I'm gonna say and I'm gonna stop because I'm I'm getting emotional, but he said the coupon said, I'll be good. Yeah. Man, she should I I I, I I'm I can't say I don't believe in the death penalty. But I will say for people like that, I really don't know what the alternative would be. You, you, this, this. I feel like the death penalty is too good. Yeah, I do too. I, I do think too, you should sit your ass in that jail and rot. Because there's yeah, just but then way we have too to many. Pay to house these people. No, I get it. No, I, no, for her, it's like firing squad, yeah. immediate. Like yeah. no death penalty, no appeals process. Just put her in front of a firing squad and just blow her away. Or electrocute her. Yeah, but here's the thing: is she never got the card. It was left on his desk. That was the last thing that he did in school. And he died before he could present her with the Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was left with that as a as a as a final thought. Yeah. If she had received this card, would it have in no. any? No, I, don't think I so. know. Well, it was. It's just something to yeah, think about. Yeah. Would she? Would he have lived another day? Mm-hmm. Would the circumstances have changed? And maybe he just went on, you know, being abused, but he didn't die in that. It was a foregone conclusion. He was going to die. Yeah. And that was what they had to prove in court. So he was four foot one, fifty nine pounds, forty nine pounds. Uh, this guy was three hundred and something pounds. No, two hundred and seventy pounds. Two hundred seventy pounds and six, six two, six three, six two, yeah. six three. Something like that. Punching him in his face. They said the back of his head was feeling like Rice Krispies. Yeah. Because his skull had been so completely. Gabriel fractured. Fernandez documentary on Netflix. I'm telling you right now, it's watch incredible. it. Yeah, the trial. Watch the entire thing. Yeah, because DCFS got taken um, uh, to task for that. Now, what um, do you think? What do you guys think about the the DCFS workers? I think they should have done time. I think they should have been found guilty of negligence at least. <sighs> Me too. But when you falsify something, something like I, there was a there was an episode Whoopi Goldberg was on on Law and Order where she and a bunch of department people had got arrested because they had falsified some documents as a result a kid died. This was literally a real thing on Law and Order SVU. And I was thinking, like, she when and then when when Whoopi when they were questioning Whoopi on the stand, she went on this whole thing um, where she was basically saying, like, you put me on trial when this whole fucking system is broken. Yeah, have, mm-hmm. we have too many cases we can't even get to. Some of these people were managing up to two hundred and eighty kids, insane, mm-hmm. at once, which I know is hard, right? I mean, um, impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, but. This one, though, like this was like an extreme case mm-hmm. where you look at the kid's neck burnt. Yeah. BB they gun, never seen BB the kid. gun bullets in his face. They never yeah. seen the kid. And they accepted that. And that's unacceptable. The craziest part of this documentary, right when you think you're done, more kids right after he was done. Yeah. There was the that little the, the little boy. I forget what his there name two was. More, I think, yeah, it was. Highlighted. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Yeah. Definitely a must watch. I don't know anything. You know, the way I found out about this documentary I don't know. Have you ever met Sir John that does Beyonce's makeup? Mm-hmm. Sir John and his, and his husband, uh, we had brunch at the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. They come in. Mind you, we had just been together the night before, and mm-hmm. there is the, the, they're all, all happy. We're and, happy. Mm-hmm. They come in, and they literally look like something horrible happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I went to Beyonce's Instagram. She better be okay. <laughs> the fuck's going on with the queen? But right. he t- they told me about this documentary. Yeah. And I went home and watched it and couldn't even move. And Sad. I just was just devastated. Yeah. I had to. Di- I was supposed to go to their house for dinner mm-hmm. the next night. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even go nowhere. I just stayed home. Yeah. 
So people should definitely watch it. But I've asked him to come to the show, so we'll talk to him about what he thinks about that. But yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. If you don't have compassion for kids after watching that, you're just a cold-hearted person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was. It's it's devastating, but watch it, people. <sighs> Speaking yeah. of kids, Drake's under fire for uh, some song with his baby mama. Oh yeah, <laughs> have you heard it? His, yeah, his new one is leak. He called her a fluke. He said the first, you know, first kid was like a fluke. She was a fluke. Baby mama was a fluke. She wasn't a fluke. What's going on? Well, yeah, let me just let me, <laughs> let me catch you all up with what's going on. Okay, so Drake is under fire for disrespecting his baby mama on his new song. He's got two new songs, Chicago Freestyle and When to Say When, the latter of which he disrespected his baby mama, Sophie Brousseau, uh, who is a former adult um, model. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. But well, she, she's, a, she's like she's porn a, star? She's an ass model. Uh, okay, uh, is she I a thought porn she was star? in porn. Was she in porn? Maybe did one porn? But I, I mean, know. if we've all recorded something on our phone, aren't we all a porn but star? But sometimes no. if you go to the porn sites, they got girls just looking salacious but not really doing yeah. porn. So okay, she's, she's maybe not that it was cute. softcore porn. Yeah, it'd be like that too. No oh. penetration. And have you seen her face? It's hardcore porn. I, ha- I have seen. She Anyways. has a beautiful inside, I guess. So I will, Drake would only know that. <laughs> his, the line was, still women saying it's childish the way we live. Brought a few W's to the six. Baby mama fluke, but I love her for who she she is. Hey, I think that that's a compliment. I think Drake well, should be. I think Drake should be commended for bringing up this one night stand that turned into a lifetime commitment. I think that, uh, yeah, she's yeah. What, why is it an issue? You shouldn't disrespect your baby mom. Is that disrespect? Yeah, but you call a cat a cat, don't you? You don't say, "Oh, look at yeah, the doggy." The thing is, now says, you have look a, at the cat. It's, it's <laughs> wait, ch- wait, 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 wait. What's the analogy there, Jason? Mean, what the fuck is the analogy? You see a fluke, you call it a fluke. Yeah, but the thing is, you have a child now, and the child is going to clearly be a fan of your music, hopefully, and the child is always going to revere its mother. As a fluke. What is Future calling his um, latest baby mama? He has eight. A, a, a problem. No, what's, a what is, what's he... Check ins- baby. She's, in, he's she's in, check baby. He's insinuated that that's what she calls the child. Yeah. <laughs> check baby. So I think that... It's possible that Drake and Future should probably spend a little less time with each but other. They, but they, they're not together like that anymore, though. I mean, I don't know. But it's just, I, I think that, I, I, I don't think that Drake should be the one that is, uh, that goes down this road of, he's no, well, yeah, you don't want to do that. Let That's me, not the road, well, Drake. Well, let me say it's this. not the road. Drake, you know Drake. I know Drake. Drake is not a, Drake is not the kind of person to not take care of his responsibilities. Mm-hmm. He, he, he hit this thing off in the alley. She got pregnant. It was Damn. supposed to be a one night stand this we popped up and now he's taking care of it could have been a one night stand disclaimer we don't know if it was in an alley that was you no i mean i mean (laughs) i'm not saying a literal alley that's just my way of kind of painting the well maybe it was a literal. i don't know where it happened because i wasn't there he i haven't been invited back but but i'm just saying (laughs) my point is that he did not intend to lay down and raise a family with this i'm going to stop you right there Mm. accountability for your Fucking decision. Excuse me, you don't think he's cashing her out? Come on now, that's why no, we haven't I'm seen sure, the baby. I'm sure, I'm Wait, sure. No, his response. Okay, well, are you talking to Future or Drake? Because Future ta- ain't taking care of I'm shit. Ta- I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Drake. You know, keep it classy, dude. You're from Toronto. Let's 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 keep it above board. You know what I'm saying? That's it. He called her what she is. He said he loves her for who she is. Yeah, he loves her for being a fluke. Right. I wouldn't did if it. If somebody if somebody called, me, I wouldn't have did it. I wouldn't have did that. What did what? Call my baby mama. Flu. I wouldn't have had a baby mama. Exactly. Oh yeah. Because I'm gay. So, no, no, no. But, no, but, but <laughs> still, but no. There's something to that, right? There's something to that, right? You played a part in this baby. So whether she's a fluke or not, what, what's your responsibility? But, is? but he might have been a fluke to her. 
Exactly. So they just fluked it up. But my point is, she's a fluke, right? And he could. You don't think she was a fluke? He was a fluke to her. No. I don't know if he was. What do you, a think, fluke? What do you think she was? No. He was a check daddy. I don't think. <laughs> she, no, daddy. I don't. I'm not gonna. Ins- we don't know. I'm not gonna act like I know what her intentions were at all. It could just literally be that she's like, "That's Drake. He's hot. I want to fuck him." That they could literally have been it. And if oops, a shit, woman I'm knows who a rapper is, they ain't looking at them with like, "Oh my god, that is that's some." Um, Drake, no. Once they go to the club and they see Drake and they trying to get that dick, you know when he went in you raw, there was a potential you was going to have a baby. You knew that. Yeah, well. Wait, wait. So you just letting people run up in you raw just because? Well, you just running up in people? I don't know what the story part. is. But we don't know if they date. And I don't want to say he just ran up into some random girl. Maybe the condom We do not fit. know their relationship, to be honest. Maybe so I'm the not condom did fit. Maybe the condom slid off and then all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> Hey, it happens. It I just want to. I want to see the baby because I know the baby's gorgeous. Yeah. Have we ever seen the kid? No, because you know when you have at least one non-look good-looking parent and a good-looking parent, the baby turns out cute. Yeah. Sometimes two not good-looking parents make a cute baby. That part. So you know. Anyway, speaking of really good-looking kids, Kim Kardashian uh, is raising four black kids, and she says that this is what inspired her, her social justice reform. A I lot of people that. were getting on Kim's case for the fact that she seemed to be oblivious of the fact that um, her children are black, but she never seemed to be speaking up for. No, nobody's got on her case for that. Yeah, they did. No, they did not. They were getting on her case Excuse for Excuse me, culture. remember when she took up prison reform? It was because she realized her black children were going to go through a system that was fucked up. No, prior to all of that. No, that was you just know, hate. Yeah, people were like, you know, like they're vocal about everything else. They're, they want to take on the trends and culturally appropriate things and not I don't make think, mention. I don't think the Kardashians have ever taken on the black <laughs> I'm saying, like, I just don't think they have. Do you really? Well, Do you? you want to talk about the Bo Derek braids? The Bo Derek so, braids when they so actually women have who are a not name? black cannot wear braids. It's how about just acknowledge their historical? But why do they have to come up and say Sojourner True had this braid? I why, think it's why, tough. When do we have to start? I do think it's tough. Yeah. I think it's tough for them. I do think it's tough <laughs> to do something and then have to play a foundation of where it came from. Every time you just do, you get a hairstyle. You don't you don't name it the Kim Kardashian hairstyle. The blogs do. So now you got to sit there when you post your new braids, boxer braids, to Excuse go. Hey, the fuck I out know of who me. originated this back in. You know, it's like I'm not saying it's it's okay, but it, it is annoying. I can I can see how it could be annoying. One for time, like, one time, on. I posted a photo of Court of Khloe Kardashian on Hollywood Unlocked. And I said, you "Called her a melanin queen." You were fucking yeah, asking that was for stupid. it. You were asking for it. Let me say this to all the beautiful black queens out there: I, I'm, I'm offering you my apology. I didn't mean it. I just did it because I literally was about to go to bed, and I said, "I wonder if this would get any followers." You decided so, to, to, to oh, you start trolling. Some shit. I was trolling, so yes. I put up Chloe Kardashian, and I said. Uh, hot or not, Melan- Khloe Kardashian, melanin queen with a heart eyes. I went to sleep. <laughs> I went to sleep. I woke and- up to 10,000 10, <laughs> comments on Instagram. <laughs> and my Facebook had so many pages of complaints, I couldn't even find it. But, <laughs> but my point is, I know she's not a melanin queen. I just do shit to be trolling people. Um, but I think, the, I mean, listen, everybody knows that I am a fan of the Kardashians. I'm a fan of theirs. I love their hustle. I will never stop just because people don't like me like me because of it. 
And I just think that I think they get a bad rap sometimes. Okay, well let's yeah, let's continue on with the story. <laughs> Ahead of her documentary, Kim Kardashian West: The Justice Project, she shares her thoughts on the reasoning behind her pursuing a career in law and justice reform. And she says, and I quote, "My evolution on this is probably." Um, some combination of growing up, getting married, having kids, and my life being so different than what it was when I was starting out. Mm-hmm. Should I actually use her voice for this? No, because oh. that would be intentionally hating, and you shouldn't be a hater. Okay, I'll use my. Why voice would for you this. do? See, why do we feel as black people that we have to hate the it, Kardashians? Why was it hating? If you do the. I just was growing up as a valley girl, and I just like that's like why? Why do that? Now if they did that to us, mm, listen, bitch. Let me go. tell you yep. something, bitch. Don't it's ever over. talk to me like that, bitch. Now, I'm not saying that's how you black girls talk. I'm just saying I got black girls in my family. I'm just saying at when do when does it become fair? Okay, bitch. So <gasps> read it, bitch. <laughs> Now I feel like I have a duty to myself and to my children more than the public, and I want to be a good role model for my kids. I'm raising four black kids in this society, and our system is so discriminatory against black and brown people. I want to do as much as I can to make their lives easier. I never knew much about the system until I started to dig in, and once I learned and saw how many things were wrong, wrong, I really couldn't stop. Listen, I give her her props. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I do. And I'll tell you this. I text Kim and said, I have a friend. I have never said this. I have a friend in prison. I'm trying to get this motherfucker out. He's been in there for two years. He got an eight-year sentence for a pound of marijuana. He's never had a prior. His two brothers and brothers that he was raising Mm -hmm. with his grandmother were taken out of the home because the grandmother died while he was in jail. Can you help me get him out of prison? And she literally was helping me figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I just saw her last week, and I said, hey, I got it. I think I figured it out. But my point is that, and I do a lot of humor, and I say shit to piss y'all off because I love, I love when y'all just going crazy. The girl really does passionately believe in what she's doing, mm-hmm. and people do grow up. Yeah, like what the fuck? People grow up, and their their views change. You marry, you have four kids, like. Your perspective can change. Sometimes in, in the media world, we stuck on who somebody used to be for so long that's because very that's true. That's who we were fans of. Even if you're a fan of hating on them, it's like people grow the fuck up. They're human. So when we compare Future to Drake, I get it, right? But like Future ain't learned. He's had eight kids by eight baby mama. He's still skeeting in the skeet. He's a skeet shooter. He's a skeet shooter. Drake is probably wearing some condoms now. He probably has. Uh, he probably has an Under Armour condom on at all time, getting through tough times. And so people do change, but I don't know. People just. Do you think people just hate the Kardashians so much that no matter what they do, they'll never be forgiven? Yes. I. Uh... Yes. It's fair to say. Yes. Yeah. It's fair. And yeah. it's annoying sometimes it, it's to fair, me. No, it, no, it's fair to say. I mean, you know, there is... Uh, I always said I was going to put a chapter in my book and it was going to be called, Be Careful How You Introduce Yourself to the World Because mm. They'll Never Let You Forget It. It's true. It, no, but you have to add a, another piece on that. If you're a woman. Especially if, because, especially if you're a woman. Because it, niggas, can re, niggas can rebrand, return it around. Like, you can just rebirth. Women, you just... I don't know why it is that way. It's unfair, but it's true. But I'll say that, like, I saw, so I was talking about seeing Kim last weekend, right? Mm -hmm. She had no makeup on. She's just sitting there. I walked over there, and we started talking. And I said to her, you know, the last time we came to your house, me and Cardi talked about, we we talked about this, but, like, you look good without makeup. You just look. (laughs) She was like, I was rushing out the house, kids. I had to get all the kids but I'm like, you just look good natural. I just think we need to see them more of them as just natural people. Yeah. I, I mean, they're superstars, though. You know, you go outside, you want to be, you want to look right. We got 50,000 photos shot at you, you know? 
If I could get my makeup professionally done like hers. Every day in every, here? Like almost every... You would? Like, oh, fuck exactly. yeah. There you go. Every Hell day yeah. you have to go sit in the chair and... Somebody else is doing it. I don't got to do <laughs> shit except sit there and, and go, to, go to sleep and... Hell yeah, I'd do that shit. I fucking hate doing my own makeup. Let me tell you something. You want to know what the deciding factor on whether or not I actually what? go somewhere is most of the time? Why? Do I feel like putting on fucking eyelashes? Nope. All right. Not going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Do I feel like <laughs> yeah. putting on, oh, I, if I don't have my braids in, do I feel like putting on a wig? Mm, nope. Don't feel like doing it. But maybe Stephanie wants to go out. Stephanie can take her ass, you know, Daisy and Stephanie, one of my wigs is called Stephanie. Daisy and Stephanie can go the fuck on. I, I will be on the couch watching, you know, World War II documentaries and shit. Okay, in the building we have a young boss entrepreneur out of, uh, I th- you in New York, right? Yeah, I live oh. in East Orange, New Jersey. Hey, actually. Chantel Calloway. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? So we met what's when up? I was in New York, right outside of the Breakfast Club. We did. And you were there, uh, and you had a box, and you gave me a box called Rhyme Antics. Fire. Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah, of course. So nobody's ever given me game. Uh, (laughs) Right. We try to be funny. That was good work. But but talk to people about Ryan Mantics because you, unlike a lot of other people, have just carved out your own lane and it happens to be in a board game. Yeah. A dope game inspired by hip hop. So it's a vocabulary game inspired by hip hop where you got to spit bars in proper English. Oh. Yeah. So it's a literacy game, but it's a really fun party game. And so it's versatile. It's a it's a party game, but it's also for kids in the family. And then a lot of teachers are also using it in their classrooms. I love that. Game yeah. I know you do because you're an advocate for literacy. Yeah. An avid reader. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it's taken me a long time to even get reg- recognition. This is like my 10th year. And um, I just closed a deal with Target two what? weeks ago. Oh, so. congratulations. Yeah. Thank Fucking Tarjay. Yes. Strong yes. Jay. Tarjay. Black queen. Yes. So. <laughs> So it's um it's really exciting to be one of three black uh, inventors and entrepreneurs in the toy space to ever make it into big box. So wow. you know it's for the culture and for you know the legacy of how'd black you, inventors. How'd you come up with the concept? So I'm a hip hop head, mm-hmm. um, and I'm an advocate for literacy. I was always like a scholar in school, and um, I always loved words mm-hmm. and um, when I you know it, it was an idea that my dad originally developed in our family and the idea just kind of sat in our family for like seven years. And, um, I started investigating the toy industry and realized there was, you know, nothing in the hip hop space. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hip hop had recently become the number one music genre in the world. And it was just like, why does nothing exist? And then I noticed that other games that came out were just like kind of reiterations of things that already existed. Mm -hmm. There was nothing really innovative or different, you know? Um, and so I started developing it, um, but I did start developing it like at a really low point in my life. And I was just like, I, I need to do something to like be great again. And so, you know, that a few things inspired me to, you know, bring it to fruition. And so here it is. So let's talk about the low time. When was, was that when you were incarcerated? So the funny thing is, um, I want to get the story straight. So I was arrested for bank robbery bank robbery i did three days in jail i was not in like you know i didn't get any time so you didn't for go to it. prison no i didn't so you weren't like queen latifah no, and stormy <laughs> <laughs> no i spent three days in jail which was enough to to Hell you yeah. know teach mm-hmm. me you know some people i'm always like how do you go back and forth to jail a bunch of times and be comfortable with this shit? you know so three days was enough for me to just like get my shit together wait so yeah. you robbed a bank tell the story because i i still we didn't get a chance to talk about that in new york yeah, so um, I did. 
rob a bank in Atlanta back in on New Year's Eve of 2000 and um, God, 2010. It was mm-hmm. going into 2011, New Year's Eve. And it was like a high profile. I don't even know why it got so much attention that it did. Maybe because of the date and the timing. Maybe because you don't look like a stereotypical bank robber. Well, yeah. You got to give me a hot girl, you know, mm-hmm. a hot, beautiful black girl, not looking at you and thinking bank robber. I know. And I'm glad you don't see that in me because <laughs> I was just pretty lost at that time in life. So um, that that's not who I am anymore. So I've, I was able to discover, you know, my divine purpose. And um, I'm glad it happened. I always say it's like the best and the worst thing that ever happened, mm. you know, because it caused me to change my life completely. But how, how do you only get three days though after you rob a bank? Because now there's people out there listening saying, look, if this job don't work <laughs> yeah. out for me, I'm just going to go, go, go slide a I'm only going to get three days? Fuck it. <laughs> no, please don't do that. While it is one of the easiest that fact, Bank of America is right across the street. just going to go slide a note at lunch. Yeah, listen, we can do that in between the stu- yeah, studios we got to go to. Actually, a lot of bank robberies don't even make it to news because it's so common it's a very common crime because it is very easy to do but in this in this what do you age mean it's very easy it to is, rob a bank it, well legally the teller <laughs> has to give you money legally so you went in there you slid her a note and did the note say bitch break me off some bread or did it say <laughs> did it say like just empty your cash register what did it say so like you i'm gonna write a book pretty shortly i'm already like working on it and mm-hmm. so i want to leave the details for the book but something similar to that along those lines mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> uh it, you know and she gave me money and um you was out and i was out and, and then so, you got three days yeah, so that is the part which I still don't even understand, and I can only just give it up to God and divine intervention, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I mean, I had never been in trouble before, so... That might be part of the yeah, reason, Yeah, in Atlanta, you know, they have what's called first offenders uh, probation, so that's what I got. It was like, I'd never been in trouble before, and... Um, Let me write this down now. Rob a bank <laughs> and in Atlanta. Pro- and, I, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say you didn't have a firearm with you. I did not. Okay, Ooh, so, yeah, then, yeah, so then that's, that's probably why yeah, you got yeah, so I little did. time. I did a strong arm. It wasn't I a violent know, crime. Um, it wasn't a violent yeah. crime. Yeah. But what so, happens if she would have looked up and said no? I you ain't know. thought that far. I didn't I, think I that like, far. I'll just walk out. <laughs> I wasn't thinking at all clearly to do some stupid shit like that. But um, you know, because I have a child and I lost my child. I lost oh, everything no. oh, wow. because to, of the arrest. Yes. Okay, so I know you want to leave some stuff for your book, but mm-hmm. what is it that led to the moment that you thought, and who gave you the idea? Like, did you were watching TV or did- um, Set what, it off. Was Girl, it set it off? Set it off the town. I'm from Boston. The the town. Town. There you go. There you go. What was the one where they dressed up like uh, uh, in the black and white? What was that? Oh, uh, oh Dead, Dead President. Dead President. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything was Well, did the you. movies give you the idea or was it, or- I don't know. You know, it was probably a combination of the two. Just being really honest, like I've I've always loved those movies. I've always been intrigued by They're like exciting. crime and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But no, I was at a very low point in my life. I was um, living in Atlanta, and I had just lost my job. Like I was working for this guy and um I lived very far out and I had a car and it had broke down I couldn't get my son to school and I was just feeling like really desperate. lost mm-hmm. and desperate and I don't I don't know why I could have gone out and like got a job but I was like oh this might be a quick come up 
With my stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what gave me the balls to do that. But what I did is refocus that energy and feel, you know, like I, I'm fearless. I have the balls to do this. Mm-hmm. So I have the balls to do this. Hell yeah. You know, and so. Rhyme Antics was born. Rhyme Antics was born. And I always started out in the beginning of the developing process of the game, like, I'm going to be in Target. That was always the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always like the highest goal. How achieved. about that for you, manifestation? Yeah, you know what like rhymes that. with Hayton? What? Debatin. Hayton. <laughs> I was like, what is going <laughs> on? Over and that's here? a football player. No, he's a basketball oh, player. You're so oh. funny. Didn't you date Gary Payton? No, I didn't date Gary Payton. Why did okay, say so that? can I clear this up? No, I did not date. See, Gary I was doing Payton. rhyme antics. It was rhymes and that was an antic. Yes, uh, it was. But so so I was an event planner. That's how I kind of like made a name for myself. I'm from Boston originally. And um, my dad was big in the entertainment industry. He actually worked for Prince for 10 years. And so I grew up in the industry and watching him throw these amazing parties. And then, But I was kind of like living in his shadow in Boston. Mm-hmm. And so I did do Gary Payton's Welcome to Boston party. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they created a rumor just out of that? They created all kind of room. They said I was dating Paul Pierce. I mean, I have dated a couple of athletes. However, it wasn't the names they dropped. And they just, it was funny to see how like blogs will just take one story and then just play telephone and change the story. And it ended up being this crazy thing. Like I was desperate. I I needed to support my Louboutin habit. I didn't even have any Louboutin. But do you use all of that to just motivate you to become an even more successful entrepreneur? Because I feel like women are often discredited just because we talk even, Mm -hmm. you know, with you taking pictures but with a guy all of a sudden now you're in a romance with mm-hmm. him. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you right. feel like that's kind of fueled your passion for, you know, launching this product and just continuing to fight for your dream of getting it in a big box store? Yeah, definitely. And just more so to inspire um, our community to really create and think outside of the box and to understand, you know, like being in Target, there's less than 1% of those products and brands are owned by black people you know and you go in there and you see all those products and it's like we don't own any of that so just we just need to be more creative and understand that you can create something that can blow up and get big you just have to be you know committed to it there's a big story that we've actually written on um hollywood unlocked recently where the honeypot is a business that's owned by a black woman Mm -hmm. that just got into the big box stores and white people are allegedly going on and giving it a really bad rating and talking really negatively about it Mm -hmm. what do you think about that I think it's I think it's terrible. I think, you know, anytime we we shine, we always get that type of um backlash from you know, white folks, which is unfortunate, but I would just say things like that for me and I'm sure for her um as an entrepreneur, we have a certain fire in our belly that like when people hate on us, it just makes us go harder mm-hmm. and shit on you. So um, you know, good luck to her. And she is in Target. And I know she's actually one of the faces of diversity for the Target campaign. So um, there's always going to be hate. And I mean, if they're not hating on you, you're not really, you know, working, right? That's what gets you know me that. through. That's what gets me through every day. <laughs> right. The hate. Yeah, I mean, like, she, what she just said is true. When I do feel like somebody's trying me or coming for me, it just does make me a little bit more mm-hmm. passionate about uh, prevailing. Right. Yes, yes, it does. It yeah. does put a battery in your back. Well, and too, I do think that, like, when people challenge us, like, you know, I think we all wake up, and at least we should, we all should wake up and feel like we have the potential to be great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I said this, I think, on The Breakfast Club the day I was there, that, 
you know, I, I start by, or maybe not that day, maybe it was another time where I do start my day by saying, all right, God, you know, let me pray first because mm-hmm. I know somebody's going to try me today. Mm-hmm. But that should be all of us. We should all know we're going to get tried, whether it's at a stoplight. A friend of mine said somebody cut him off and he pulled up to tell him not to cut him off and the guy pointed a gun at him. It's just like you're going to get tried. Right. So what is it that motivates you to just keep going? Man, the culture of hip hop. Um, I'm a huge hip hop head, and um, you know, in this era of kind of, I think we're we're getting back into the, like the lyricists, paying attention to the lyricists. But like, I started developing this when like mumble rap was really, you know, big, and I just really wanted to add value back. That's to the, the culture. first thing I thought of when I when you were describing this game. I'm like, there's so many rappers right now that could use that need it right yes. for artist development for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what it does. It really like teaches you how to rhyme and use proper words mm-hmm. that really Can we exist. play it? Yeah, like, how of does course. It work? So basically, two teams battle each other. I'm not about to rap well, this is on my yes, team. Yes, you are, Jason. Give me a bar. Not- drop a bar. Drop a bar. It's very simple. So uh, two teams battle. <clears throat> There's these three levels of difficulty, easy, intermediate, intellectual, right? Ooh. You get a kickoff rhyme card that looks something like this. The devil is a lie, right? Okay. And so your team has 60 seconds for each person to spit one bar, one sentence. Last word has to rhyme with lie. And so the object is you're trying to guess all the rhyme words on the back of the card in the 60 oh, seconds. Wow. And so there's a mic and you're passing the mic. There's a music instrumental that plays. It's, it's basically a rap cypher battle game. So it's sort of like when you go up to the uh, wild style battle. And you got to have words that go yeah, with that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you already know I'm a pro at that. Exactly. <laughs> so the devil is a lie. Come on, Jason, get some of Jason, my apple pie. Jason, give us some pie. bars. I don't even want to try. Okay. Oh, very don't. good. You got one. I know. This is what I do. <laughs> what I do. That was a fucking fluke. That doesn't rhyme, Melissa. You know what? Stop, you know stop, what? stop talking about Drake's mom, dude. No, 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 no. Okay, but you could rhyme. You could uh, you were supposed to rhyme, rhyme the yeah. word, Melissa. I thought you were. What? Oh my Give God. me a sentence. Are you not word? awake? We're playing no. a game. No, okay. You, but you answered it. Right, so now we have to see this cipher. We're a team. Now go. You can rap. Machine Gun Melly, go. <laughs> I ain't got it. With I'll lie? You can rhyme something with lie. I ain't got it right now. You smoke too much weed. You're, I, I your do. Your brain is fried. Yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness. Fried. There you go. You got one, DJ? <laughs> um, I'm a, I always stay fly. Okay. Simple, right? This is an easy one. Trump's going to win if you don't vote or die. Whoa, that was a good one. going and going and going. It's not that hard. You've been wiling out for like four or five fucking seasons, okay? Well, do you see how people try to diminish real talent? (laughs) So listen, so if you see these little words. This was a struggle. I said fry. I said... I didn't say try. I mean, we didn't get that far. Apply, try, buy, die. And so the bonus words are awry and sty. And then, so you get bonus points if you can use homophones in the correct content. So you see. What? Homophones. Oh, homophones. Yes. Words that sound the same but aren't spelled the same, right? Correct. Come on now. I thought she said if you could use homophobes, I was going to (laughs) say bonus point. You know, I use the gay card where it makes sense. <laughs> Homophobes. Come on, one more. I don't. Oh wait, smoke. homophobe would be me afraid of myself. Exactly. Oh shit. I That's why I was like, all right, James. No, bad. so homophones. He was right. Are two words that sound the same but okay. different meaning origins. So if you so. say I don't smoke, but I might do a little coke. That's a lie. Whoa! Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> you went in. Okay, now, the game is started. Let's go, Melissa. Rhyme with coke. <laughs> Why do you guys keep coming to me? Because okay? we're playing the game. I thought you would have the most bars. Cause I ain't got it. Such an articulate. You, you want to you you, know? You, you want to know what the problem is? Is what? that I'm traumatized. Come is on. I rapped one time on the show. It was mm-hmm. horrible. It's pathetic. But you can say. But you can say like I let ASAP Rocky poke. 
Damn, Excuse it. No, I'm just saying for the That's game. All, I'm saying for the game. That's right. all. Right, it's just a game. Whatever you want right. to say. Right. I'm about to throw my fucking headphones down, you fucking A lot of people die from stroke. So. I said that's all, folks. Okay. Come on, Melissa. I'm not leaving the show without you giving me what one What rhyme with smoke? I don't smoke. Um... And I ain't no joke. Damn. <laughs> was that so hard? That was perfect. I thought mine was funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of so course you do. That's okay, so now that so now that it's in the big box store, unlike direct to consumer, do they then just buy it in bulk? That's so that's they give how you a works. big check up front. Now you got to no, market. not up front. Actually, you have to wait till it actually, uh, you know, till they sell it. Till no, till it's delivered in the store, which mm. could take some time. So it's a ninety day. Yeah, but then you get a check. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's great. It's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a lot of... I mean, it's a, this still took me two years to work, mm. so... Uh, but I'm so grateful. And I'm in 44 other retailers. Yeah, yeah. And, um, That's on, awesome. Online and on Amazon and... Yeah, it's great. And so it's my goal to make it the number one game in the world. That's I'm committed to seeing that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so where can people go to find it directly? Uh, so you can go to www.rhymeantics.com. It's on Amazon. Just search Rhyme Pick Antics. It Pick it up. Uh, I'm in no West Coast stores yet. I'm mostly on the uh, East Coast. A lot of stores in New York and Boston. But um, you can check out my retailers online and two-day priority shipping. And follow me personally on social media, Little Miss Calloway, L-I-L underscore Miss Calloway, or Rhyme Antics on all social media platforms. Keep killing it. Um, I got to go to Bank of America. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, keep killing. Congratulations. And, you know, I mean, you you set the, paved the way for other young black women and men Mm -hmm. to, you know, think outside the box. No pun intended. And especially regardless of your past, you can do anything. Honestly, well, you not really not can. bad baby, not not the not Danielle Bergoli. She need to get. I don't know. Who's she, that? Right. Exactly. Don't exactly. worry about it, girl. I don't know. Who that it's is. okay. Catch me outside. Oh, that girl. She's still around doing things. <laughs> she is. And on that and note, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Peace. <laughs> What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading. 